Unfortunately, they're already here. Ah, we sent them in. I remember that episode. Oh, that was a great episode. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, we sent those bastards in. Mm, Yeah, we did. Unfortunately. (laughs) And uh, that brings us to Welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerddom, where we are two 30 to 40-something-year-olds who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle. And if you guys would like to hang out with us live and in person um, or interact with the community live in person, join our Discord, for one. Server links down in the show notes below. There it is. Uh, down below us, there's a link to our Discord that has all kinds of topics of, of uh, discussion from movies to video games, anime, ball sports, beer. There's Funkos. There's all kinds of things. If you guys, if there's something that you uh, geek out about, that you nerd about that's like in your realm of nerdom, there's probably a category to discuss it and people that like to talk about it. So join that. Be part of it. It's uh, it's free. Discord's free. Full free. And so it's fun. Check it out. Um, oh, free. So much conversation going on in there. So hang out with that. Also, if you want to uh, kick it with us live and in person on Friday and Saturday nights, uh, Chris and I both stream on Twitch. You can find Chris over there at Guyver Unit 01. G-U-Y-V-E-R-U-N-T-0-1. And then mine is K-Sig, K-Underscore-S-I-G. Both every Friday and Saturday night. We do community games on Friday night. Just games that have like a weird little twist to them or they're just fun Saturday night. We try to focus on doing uh, horror-themed games. Not always scary games, but horror-themed and um, for Spooky Saturday. So that's fun. Check it out. And then we also stream randomly throughout the week whenever we get time. (laughs) So hopefully more soon. Yeah. So our listener of the week. Um, This guy has been listening since episode one. Really loyal follower. Mm-hmm. Kyle, who is it? Uh, that is uh, Mr. Alex, a uh, hometown friend of mine. Um, he's, a, he's a pretty cool cat. Pretty cool cat. Actually ran into him yesterday at the old Love's truck stop back home. Like and uh, Behind the truck stop? or uh, First one, then the other. Oh, okay, um, good. Yeah, you got to have the intros and the, and the whatever's first. But yeah, Alex <laughs> is a cool cat. He's, uh, he's, well, he's freaking hilarious. This dude is funny. Uh, but listens like religiously every week. And every time I go like back home to visit family and I always just like, I don't ever plan on running into him. I just always run into him. And, um, he's just like, Hey, what's going on for Monday? Like the last one. And like, he just, he listens all the time. So Alex, this one's for you, buddy. We salute you. Thanks, Alex. Yep. (laughs) Alex, we appreciate you seriously. So 
Today's episode, if you haven't gathered, is something that I personally hate. Mm. I know Kyle hates it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it freaks me it's out. scary as shit. Yep. Clowns. Um, yeah. 100%. Like, I hate it so much. It's clowns. Yes. And, oh, let's preference by... Happy Halloween, everyone. This will actually be our Halloween episode. Mm. Happy Um, All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve. So we've had one, two, three, four, five episodes this month. About a busy month. Yeah. Busy month. So we'll we'll be getting back to regular stuff after this, but happy Halloween. Yeah, all you witches. All you witches and warlocks and witches. (laughs) <laughs> oh, bro, brooms flying high with you. Yeah, this uh-uh. this been this is probably my favorite time of year. Actually, I mean, I love spooky stuff. Um, and like doing these episodes that are spooky focused are always fun. Mm-hmm. Like, and we do them throughout the year too. We do some like other things that yeah. have that, but this month dedicated to it. You know, it's 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 a good are time. You there, yep, I'm here. You got a little oh, choppy there for a second. You froze up on me. You froze up on me. Oh, cool. My internet's unstable. That's great. That's what we need today. So. Oh, that's exactly what we need. So let's try and get through this episode while you uh, have internet. We, we, this, this may be a shorter episode in case something bad happens. So, so okay, yeah, all these uh, scary clowns we got to talk about. We got to anyway, go to <laughs> So, okay. So let's preference. If Kyle's internet borks, this may be a two-parter. Possibly. Because I know we start this week um, playoffs for football for the sixth graders and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. going to be busy the next lot, week. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah. So, and then I got family coming in this weekend too. So, um, yeah. So this may be a two-parter. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. We're going to find out. If we get it all in one, you guys will find out really quick. So, so uh, okay. Clowns. Clowns. So the ancient ancestors of the clown is the jester. The court, court jester. El court jester. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of cool. Um, because remember the jester was whose whole job was to make the king laugh. And if you watched any movie that had a jester in it, they, they didn't make the king laugh. They usually got off pretty quick. Yeah. Well, they got killed. Also. Yeah, that too. That too. That also happened. <laughs> they got just off. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, so the definition of a clown, a clown is a person who performs comedy and arts in a state of open-mindedness using physical comedy, typically while wearing distinct makeup or costumes and reversing folk weight norms. Basically a fancy way of saying a lot of clowns will do your everyday mundane stuff, except just in a outlandish manner. Mm-hmm. And Love they wear that. makeup and have big shoes. And, you know, you had the occasional little, like, satire of the monarchy and the... Those probably are the ones that didn't make it very long. That, uh, you know, satired the uh, the kings and the queens and the suches. But understanding that lets us kind of know where we got to where we are now with the, the spooky clowns. Like, clowns have been around for a long time, if you... Go back to the whole gesture thing, you know, like you said, that you can see where they they develop from. Um, 
And a lot of times what you had here, like going back to what, 2400 BC, mm-hmm. this dynasty of Egypt. The most ancient clown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ancientest of clowns. And the roles were held often by, or the role of priest and clown slash jester were often held by the same person. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That's pretty cool. Um, this guy wrote um, Peter Berger. It seems plausible that folly and fools like religion and magic meet some deeply rooted needs in human society. For this reason, clowning is often considered an important part of training as a physical performance dis- uh, discipline, partly because tricky subject matter can be dealt with, but also because it requires a high level of risk and play in the performer. So basically what it's saying is that in order to understand it, you have to, the the person doing it has to understand the material. Right. And they they go high risk to get the laugh or to do the play on it. Um, it was good. And let's preference, we're, we're going to go over kind of the back history of clowns and this, but this isn't like to praise clowns. This is to say clowns are freaking scary. Yes. Well, and I think it comes down to the, like our general, I guess, uh, disdain or spooky feelings from clowns are really, really more like your modern circus clown type. You yeah. Know, gestures aren't scary. No. Gestures aren't spooky. And like what he said there, they, they, they provide a very, what seemed to be a very, um, like, almost like primal psychological need. Like, we need to, you know, they said we need to have uh, something to believe in. We believe in, you know, religion or magic or something like faith line is kind of deeply rooted in us. Um, but also, we need to laugh. And we need to be able to laugh at sometimes the serious things to be able mm-hmm. to understand those. And like you said, the, the the gestures of the time having to have a knowledge of what was going on. They weren't just silly and stupid. They knew the the social things that were happening, the the problems uh, within whatever society they were embedded in, or um, the problems and the needs of the people, and made light of those. Not just for the sake of making light of those, but just to make it easier to get through life. Kind of like how we do with like dark humor and things. Like we laugh at a lot of stuff we probably shouldn't laugh at, mm-hmm. but if you don't, a that lot. dark stuff starts to kind of get to you. So um, it's a it's a way to to deal and cope with things. So um, this was kind of interesting. The first mainstream clown role was portrayed by Joseph Grimaldi. It sounds like a Harry Potter villain. Mm-hmm. He also created the traditional white face makeup design in the early 1800s. He expanded the role of clown in the Harlequin. Harlequin that formed part of British pantomimes, notably at the Theater Theater. Royal. Theater Royal. Um, Drury Lane and Sadler's Wells and Covenant Garden Theaters, he became so dominant on the London comic stage that Harlequin clowns became known as Joey. And both the nickname and Grimaldi's white face makeup design are still used by other clowns. So he's the one who, he was kind of like a Harlequin. Mm-hmm. Um, a Harlequin clown like Harley Quinn, the mm-hmm. white face, who you know, Harley Quinn is based off of the Harlequin clown. Um, and he's the one who popularized the white face. So thanks a lot, Joseph. Yeah, Joey. 
jerk. Joey. Now we're stuck with that. Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, the comedy that clowns perform, this I, I really liked this part. The comedy that clowns perform is usually in the role of a fool whose everyday actions and tasks become extraordinary and for whom the ridiculous for a short while becomes ordinary. This style of comedy has a long history in many countries and cultures across the world. Some writers have argued that due to the widespread use of such comedy in its long history is a need that is part of the human condition. So it's not so much the ha-ha as the aha moment, like Tartuffe, the spry wonder dog. Tartuffe, the spry wonder dog. What? Oh. It is the aha moment, not the ha-ha. Trying to go all deep on us. You know, you know what that's from. I, 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 it's right there, and I can't, I can't. King of the Hill, when Paul F. Tompkins was, oh, the, yes. was the teacher, and Bobby went to clown college, and he made Bobby become Tartuffe the Spry Wonder I Dog. I forgot all about Bobby going to clown college. I am Tartuffe. Oh, my master, I've got my master's paper. And, and that whole thing, that like, that lays it out pretty perfectly. It's doing the normal things in a very over-the-top, yeah. whimsical, uh, comedic way. You know, a lot of physical comedy. Um, I'm just, honestly just impressed I got Tartuffe the Spry Wonder Dog in an episode. You slipped that one in there. <laughs> That's my... T- Never mind. Yeah, so I'm going to let I'm gonna let you pronounce the fear of clowns. Because you're uh, a, a resident word pronouncer. We know that I'm not the resident word pronouncer. I, I know I'll butcher it, so might as well just see if you got a shot at it. Colorophobia. Colorophobia. C-O-U-L-R-O-phobia is no laughing matter. The irrational fear of clowns can cause panic and nausea. Colorophobia. Like, I thought there was a fear of cholera. Mm-mm. Nope. Or like... Cauliflower. Polo shirts. Or call, yeah, 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 or polo. No, that is not it. Um, they're, what's nuts is um, they have done a study on this field specifically. Mm-hmm. And there's psychological reasons why we fear clowns. Do you know why? Well, one, I mean, the makeup's unsettling, right? Yep. yep. Um, it it hides like you can't see who the person actually is, but you all it also the way the makeup is done when we're going back to this traditional like white face look with you know the exaggerated features and things. Um, it doesn't only hide their identity, it hides their feelings. It's hard to see. Like, are they smiling? Are they frowning? Are they smiling with a frowny face? Like it it camouflages all that. Yeah. And so <clears throat> what happens is you get you get mixed signals, like you have the sad clown with the painted on smiley face. Right, that's unsettling because you're seeing two emotions at the same time, um, and then you know just the the makeup itself just has this over the top uncanny feel to it. With everything being oversized from like lips and eyebrows, the face is all distorted, and so our brain looks at it and it's like some like we'd recognize it, you know, in our in our primitive little monkey brain, but we know that something's slightly off. Mm-hmm. Like you, that's that that whole unsettling thing we talked about the impact of an unsettling image being extremely terrifying back. We talked uh, a few episodes back about um, sleepaway camp and that final scene. And so everything was there made sense sort of, but it was, it messed with our brains because we couldn't put all the images together correctly. Right. 
like with the the weird sound plus the face plus the the everything the everything that was on display there it that's why that's considered one of the most unsettling images in in horror movies because our brain can't piece all this stuff together so it bothers us down to a like basic primitive level it's clowns stroke that part of the brain like we i think we talked about this last episode the the amygdala like you're saying yeah that, your amygdala, that primal your, fear your five flight or freeze response <clears throat> yep so um and it, it confuses them because you don't know what you're supposed to do your <laughs> your brain can't comprehend it correctly in, in most people and you know we talk about yeah, like they run you know, there's the fear of clowns. I think there's different levels. Like I know people that will just straight up book it. They see a clown, they're gone. Like nowhere near it at all. And we're when we're saying clowns, we're still talking about that. Like what we see behind us. Or when you think of your traditional circus clown, um, birthday party clown, whatever. Like some people will bolt and go, Mine isn't like that. It's it's a very, very uneasy, unsettling feeling. I can maintain and I can stay there and I can do good as long as they stay out of my bubble. Clown gets like in my nails bubble. on the chalkboard. Clown gets in my bubble. We got an issue. Or in and, your butthole. Yeah. Or that. But I goes, don't, hey, Kyle. <laughs> but like a dog. Talk, we're talking about those, those primal responses that we had, the fight, flight, or freeze. Some yep. people lock up. Some people run. Mine is like, I'm, I'm getting ready to have to fight a freaking clown and I don't want to in front of my kids at the circus, <laughs> but it's going to happen. Daddy, why is that man beating up Bozo? He had it coming. He got in Daddy's bubble, and so yeah, that's that's mine. And, you know, and if and if we have any actual trained clowns listening, I mean, you know, no disrespect, or just stay out of my bubble. Dang it! Like I don't. Um, we don't have anything against you personally. Um, no, but you're weird. <laughs> And we embrace weirdos, so that's okay. My daughter picked up on this really early with me that I did not like them. And, like, it's it's not necessarily, you know, like I said, it's not really the fear. It's just, like, I don't want to be around them. And, your thing. and so we have, I don't know about other places where, you know, our other listeners are. I know we have here in Oklahoma, we have these really, really, really low-cost traveling circuses that come through. And they hand out, like, tickets, like, hey. Free children's admission to whatever circus, but then you have to buy the seventeen dollar adult ticket to get in, and it's mm-hmm. really crappy. Like it's, it's not Barnum and Bailey, it's not Ringling Brothers, it's like Steve and Earl decided to throw together a, yeah, it, they're bad. Well, my daughter grabbed one of those tickets. She was probably like six, seven ish at the time, and she wanted to go, and she knew that I didn't like clowns already, but I'm like, okay, we'll go, and we're gonna sit way back at the side, and it's not even like a big tent thing. It's just like. It's 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 bad, but we're sitting in a little bleacher. She's got her popcorn. They're doing their little circusy thing, and here comes the clown making these rounds with these balloon animals, and and so I'm watching him like out of sight of you know side eye and this clown making these loop around, and she looks up at me and she sees it and she gets this grin on her face. She's like, "Daddy, I want a balloon animal." I'm like, "No, you don't." She's like, "I really want one." I'm like, "I don't want him to come over here." She goes, "But I really, really." really want a balloon animal and like i don't want the clown to come over where we're standing she goes but he's a nice clown daddy why are you afraid of him like that like you little listen first off no and then she flags him over she flagged the friggin' clown to come over to where we were sitting 
And so here he comes. And so I'm just like arms folded and just tense. And he's making whatever it was for. And she's like, you know, talking to the clown. He's laughing up and he obviously picked up on it. I have a feeling she's like, look how nice the clown is. I'm like, you shut your mouth right now. We're going to talk about this later on the car ride home. Get your balloon animal you and clown out of fight. here. Yeah. Get on out of here, Sprinkles, the clown or whatever your name is. And God, Sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. Clown names are basically just like really poorly thought out stripper names. If you really put some <laughs> thought into it. Like. Pogo. Poke. Well, maybe. But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that might be a good stripper name. Yeah, but yeah, she did that. And then later in the week, there's a follow-up to this. Later in the week, somehow, I don't even know where the hell she got them. A bunch of these little porcelain clown figurines. Didn't know she had them. Didn't know where she got them. I'm asleep on the couch, taking a nap, passed out. I wake up, and they're stacked on top of my chest. And this little clown-like scene with little porcelain clowns, all of them looking right at me. She put them on your moves? Yeah, while I was sleeping. So I'd wake That's up to them. That's not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she had fun doing that. Now, little man, he, he's he got this Pennywise action figure that he carries around everywhere that he tries to scare me with, which it doesn't. But now I have to pretend that it does because he thinks it's hilarious that he can scare Dad with a Pennywise action figure that's like 24 inches tall. Which technically I bet it does at night. Yeah, that's the terror I have to live with. You're you're so brave. Yeah. We should start a GoFundMe for Kyle. We should. We should. A Goof clown me. Um for just pennies a day. You just <laughs> Hold on. That wasn't even the right one. I was hoping <laughs> that was gonna work for it. In the arms of an angel. Yeah, just pennies a day. Support Kyle. And many like him. You sound like some weird cult leader video that you would find. It is. It's. What is it? The. I'm Penny. It's the Penny Gate. The Penny Gate cult. Um. We're stupid. So that happened. Uh, so. A lot of the psychological discomforts from clowns are from a fear that is stoked by the negative portrayals in popular culture. That's fair. I never thought of this. Um, I didn't used to not like clowns. That's the thing. No, I used to love clowns. I used to watch, uh, what was was it? It was a Bozo. Bozo on WGN. Oh, yeah. I watched Bozo religiously all the Mm -hmm. time. I've seen some reruns. I'm like, I don't know how that didn't terrify me. No, then they started coming out with these damn movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. Sons of bitches. So well, and then this one was predating any of that because this was happened before you and I were alive. Um, 1970s, John Wayne Gacy. Mm-hmm. What was the clown name he did he was under? Pogo. Pogo the clown. Performed at birthday parties and such. And children's and charity events. Uh-huh. Um, he's that solidified the idea that um, the evil clown is real. Um, <laughs> he's yeah. technically credited for the modern day clown horrors. <sighs> Good job, John Wayne. Yeah. 
not going to not going to down about all the other stuff they did. But like, well, because well, that's why. But like, yeah. I think I think this little poll you quoted here is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a 2016 poll found that Americans were more afraid of clowns than a terrorist attack. What about terrorist clowns? Or even dying? Or even dying? Like, yeah, I'm. I am more scared of a clown than I am scared of being just dying of death what, itself. What if it was a terrorist clown that came back? Like a zombie terrorist clown? We've yes. got so many tropes. Like, I would be in a corner, like throwing like bouncy balls and big shoes and be like, take them, just take them. Like, mm-mm. I think I just scared the piss out of myself. It's all roll up to take over some embassy, but it's just one little car. <laughs> just clowns and but tactical yeah, but gear. like fifty of them come out. Yeah, just clowns and tactical gear with like the little headsets on. Just, that'd be terrifying. Like you imagine being the security guard for that place, and you see this little clown car pull up, and like, hmm, uh-huh. Jimmy, uh-huh. you seen this one yet? <laughs> no, check it out. And then I'll there's start fourteen up. No, there's twenty-seven. It'd be like killer <laughs> clowns from outer space. You know, I still haven't watched. It. I need to watch that. That's yes, been on my list for it. years. It's, it's on the voodoo. I know. I, I've been like, I, every time I think to watch it is when I realize I haven't watched it. And like, oh, I need to watch that. And that's been my, my process for like the last 15 years about that movie. They start coming out of the clown car. And it's like Billy Madison where he's listening to Stroke. Remember when mm-hmm. he pulls it, pops his collar, except they come out and they start popping like balloon animals. And it's going, do, 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 do. <laughs> I need to watch that. Just think. <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. Okay, so in modern uh, media, there mm-hmm. was a top 21 scary clown horror movies from yep. Creepy Catalog. And, and you've seen a lot more of these than I have. I've seen a few of them. I've I seen think some of them these. are just kind of like, uh, they just should just qualify for honorable mentions. Um, okay, so click on that link because you got to see some of these clowns. Okay, I'm going to the link now uh, to preface a little bit because we're going to go through this list of all these. But we're also going to, we got a breakdown of, uh, since there's so many, we got a breakdown of three famous spooky clowns mm-hmm. um, from fairly recent times. Um, but let's look at this list. 21 scary clown horror movies from creepycatalog.com. So the first is from 1973's Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. That's 82 Poltergeist. Oh, it's 82. Yeah. What oh, my God, you're way off. Yeah. No, there's another list I was looking at, and there was some clown from like 74, 73. So 82 Poltergeist, and this is the Jack in the Box clown. Mm-hmm. Um, terrifying as hell. Roll up a little bit. I remember this episode too from Are You Afraid of the Dark? He yes. The list, Holy crap, dude. I just got Zebo the Clown. That yes. one scared the piss out of me from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm-hmm. They knew what they were doing. Dude, those early Nickelodeon kids spooky things. They like were old, scary as hell. Are You Afraid of the Dark? The old Goosebumps. There's a couple of Goosebumps episodes that were pretty. It's Sado. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I forgot all about this episode till I just scrolled down and saw the picture, and you just triggered a childhood terror. Thanks. All right. You're welcome. Number two is Blood Harvest, Harvest from 87. Um, I haven't seen this one. 
I kind of want to now. Uh, horror films about a woman who returns home from college to find her home vandalized and her parents nowhere to be seen. Gee, sound like any other horror movie from the 80s? Yeah. Her friends end up disappearing next, and she has to try her best to protect herself. Tiny Tim, who is the star of this film, wore his own clown suit for the role. Although the script was only written in three weeks, it was filmed in even less time. It only took a single day and night to complete. Wait, wait. hold on. Tiny, like the actual Tiny Tim? That wasn't the character's name. They actually had like... That Tiny Tim? Okay, so I go to IMDb. All right. Is that the You're same? You're going to be surprised at this one. Okay. Look up Blood Harvest. Blood Harvest. Okay. Okay. There it is. Yep. There's Tiny Tim. Sure enough. Yep. He plays Mervo. I kind of want to watch this one now. So he was old when this. Oh, I forgot. He well, I mean, tiptoe through the tulips was out in the sixties. Yeah, he was born in thirty two. I I didn't think about how he was weird anyway. That a little bit. Weird, that was a weird dude. I mean, if you make your living as a ukulele player in the twenties, he he kind of gives. I mean, going off on a thing here, <laughs> but you get a little bit a uh, little bit of uh, uh, weird Al vibes vibes slightly like he's like a creepier weird owl yeah i could see that <sighs> i could definitely see that it's so weird okay Sorry. next All one right. one of my favorites again okay clowns scared the shit out of me but at the same time i love horror movies so i'm kind of divided but i'll watch the shit but it scares me killer clowns from outer space in 88 this is the alien clowns that turn their victims into cotton candy and eat them and kill them in all sorts of weird ways. Super campy. Extremely campy, but it's funny as hell. Like, it's just, you cannot be scared of this one. This is kind of why I'm excited about this game getting ready to come out, too. Yeah. Okay, I'm really going to have to watch the... Okay. So I know what you're watching tonight. Maybe, if I got time. I need um. To. Next, Clown House from 89. I have not seen this one. I haven't either, but the little description is pretty interesting. What is that, it? Uh, mm -hmm. We're talking about it was written, uh, directed by Victor Salva, follows three really like typical kind of slasher clown stuff. But the fact was, the fun fact, the movie was made with a $250,000 loan. Famed director Francis Ford Coppola gave Victor Salva, and it was filmed <laughs> at his Napa Valley home. That's kind of well, cool. Read the middle of that. That's not what you skipped over. Oh, it follows three brothers who are terrorized by escaped mental patients who have stolen the identities of circus clowns. Although it was considered a good slasher film, it lost popularity due to the horrible crimes Victor Salva committed during the filming. What did he do? I don't know, but I got to look this up now. <laughs> oh, my God. Victor Salva. This goes along with the stupid... Oh, whoop. Well, yep, that got dark. Oh, oh, he's the Jeepers Creeper guy. He was the writer-director of those. He was convicted in 88? Wait a minute. Wait, during... Oh, my God. During Clown House. Yeah, he got convicted of sexually abusing a 12-year-old actor and possession of child pornography. 
in 88 and then he went on to make Jeepers Creepers in 2001. Like he still had, like he didn't get blacklisted apparently. What? Yeah, in 88 he was convicted. Played, uh, guilt, played guilty. Okay, served, so... Served 15 months in prison, completed parole in 92 and went back to making movies. Do not watch this film. Nope, oh, taking that one out of the list. Yep, because that guy's sick. Okay. It. It. 1990. This is not the one with Bill Skarsgård. Skarsgård? Skarsgård. This is the classic one with Tim Curry, which I think is honestly the best one. Because... I like them both for different reasons. Well, I love this one because it's Tim Curry, and he's like, Hey, Georgie! Two totally different takes on Pennywise. Uh Uh-huh. Now, if I remember right, I think the modern, the more modern or the reboot remake of it was supposedly more in line with the book. Is that right? Yep. Um, this one, the 1990 it was like a more lighthearted Pennywise, still scary and still yeah. did terrible, terrible things. But it was a very a more it was a tra- goofier clown, goofier traditional, which in that light, that's psychologically scarier like and and we'll talk about curry versus Skarsgård later but i this one and this may be nostalgia influenced a little bit because you know we were you know i i um, was like you know what seven eight like two. you were a sophomore in college when this came out oh i was so, a sophomore in college yes yes so with this has some nostalgia tied to it that sure quad <laughs> you know we saw this when we were younger and so the things that you see when you were younger that were scary tend to stick with you a little bit more. And uh, that that version of Pennywise definitely, it's very unsettling because he's not a scary-looking clown until, you know, he, like he bears his teeth or these different things that happen. Like, it's just, it's good stuff. Well, this, did you read what it said? His actor or his fellow actors avoided him during filming because he was so convincing. As the role, that's just Curry having a freaking blast with it. Yep, like knowing that he's freaking people out. Like we're just gonna keep going with this. <clears throat> I would, I, I would mess too. with people the whole time. Next up, we've got Gacy about Pogo the Clown, John Wayne Gacy, true crime drama. Uh huh. Um, he had wife. He he had wife. He had. Are you child? He had a <laughs> wife and children. Um. But he also had over 30 dead men and boys in the crawl space under his house. Oh, he also went by Patches. Patches and Pogo. Oh, wow. I didn't know he was Patches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sicko. House of a Thousand Corpses. Yay. One of the few clowns I really do like. So why don't you talk about this one? So we got House of a Thousand Corpses in 2003. The uh, movie was written and directed by Rob Zombie. It was the first of a three-part series. And um, it kind it was originally supposed to be like NC-17. Uh, much bloodier, a lot more gore. But you have uh, Captain Spaulding played by the awesome Sid Haig in this movie. And he's a pillar clown in a sense, but not so much. He's not like, he's a different kind of creepy. He's funny. For one, like he does some pretty messed up stuff. <laughs> He's not the focus of the movie, though. I mean, and we'll get into that more later. But 
he's just freaking hilarious throughout the whole movie. Um, the whole trilogy goes into a whole different thing, but just Spalding. We're this one, yeah, yeah, but just Spalding in House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, this was I think this was Rob Zombie's first live action movie too that he I wrote think and you're directed. Right. Um, it was good. Just, I liked how some thousand corpses. It's such a cool over the top. It's like a really cool homage to the old campy um, horror movies. A lot of like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre type references and stuff in it. So if you've never watched this movie, <clears throat> watch it. Highly recommend it. And Sid Haig is just amazing in it. Um. Yeah. Next, Fraternity Massacre at Hell Island. Okay, I can say that I have not seen this. I haven't seen this one. A maniacal clown house, a resort vacation, and this cheesy movie. Basically, like the kills are bloodless, the acting's over the top. All the actors are supposed to be college age, but you can tell that they're not. Yeah. It's like Doctor Lady. From Doctor Lady, Lady, Doctor, Lady? Doctor from um, Space Mutiny. She's supposed to play the younger person, but she's not. She is younger than him, though. In real life. Which is weird, but she just doesn't look like it. Yeah. He's actually like, what, four or five years <laughs> older than her? Yeah. Mm. Reb. Yep. Reb Brown, who we tried to get on this show, but his agent told me that he won't even talk to us without $8,000. Hmm. Space Mutiny wasn't that good. Overpriced beefsteak. <laughs> so... Nut punch like we in got our wallets. Eight, like we got eight grand to get. If we we had don't eight, make any money off this. No, if we had eight grand, if we had eight grand to get somebody, would we get ripped though? Like, would there be what are other options? Surely, oh, we could get someone for eight grand. That's good. Yeah, although I would like to get red. I would too. <laughs> Let's face Not it. Not gonna lie, that would be well, amazing. like we love you. We loved you in Captain America. But we would mostly be talking about Space Mutiny. I would bet that he would, after about 15 minutes, he'd be just like, "Mm, we're done. Yeah, he's like, sorry, fellas. uh, Do you want to talk about my newest movie I'm in? No. No. No, we want to talk about that one you did 30-something years ago that got made fun of forever. We we want to talk about how you dropped your purse. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How how did you perfect that very convincing womanly scream that you had? (laughs) We need to know. Okay. We need to do one over Space Mutiny. We we could do a whole freaking thing over Space Mutiny. Okay, let's put that on the book. Arguably, <clears throat> and I say arguably because you probably have others, but probably my favorite mystery science theater. That's up there with mine. Yeah, yeah I would say that's my top five. Mm-hmm. It may, maybe I top think it three. may be my, maybe my favorite. I think it's my favorite. I don't know. Mitchell's up there for me. Oh, well, I don't know. Then you got Master Ninja. That's also pretty good. Like Master probably Ninja, yeah. Master There's Ninja and which what was the one? Roused Hour. Um, um uh it was the the canadian action movie yes why well, if you wouldn't have said anything i could have told you what movie was why i'm gonna kick myself is roused tower in uh, god uh, it's a cheesy the final name. sacrifice oh yeah one is more sacrifice? on the sun okay but this is the final one yeah that one <laughs> I'm thinking Space Mutiny, Final Sacrifice, probably Master Ninja. Nothing. I don't know. Overdrawn at the Memory Bank was good, too, with Raul Julia. Anyway. Okay, we'll go back. We'll go back to that. We'll come back. We might do another MST3K. We might just rehash that. Nobody listens to it anyway. We can do it again. Nobody will catch it. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Justin. Um, 
So we'll get amusement. amusement. The film is about a psychopathic stalker known as The Laugh. Ah, what a freaky clown name. The Laugh. It sounds like a second rate, like DC villain. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes after girls who picked on him during childhood. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Although the film was never released in theaters, it starts several famous faces. The main characters are played by Kira O'Donnell, Catherine Winnick, Laura Be- Beckenridge, and Jessica Lucas. And they all went on to appear on CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Huh. Oh, God, what's this next one? The Last Circus. I that, have seen this one. That image is just great, first off. Is that, um, a, is okay. that a clown pope? pope? That has akimbo Uzis. Yes. Okay. So I've seen this one. It's all in Spanish. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about this first. Then I'll explain it. Film right, can be considered a comedy, a drama, and a horror. It takes place in 1937 in the middle of the Spanish Civil War. It follows a young trapeze artist, pretty cute girl, who is forced to choose between Sergio the happy clown and Javier the sad clown. However, both these clowns are deeply disturbed. It is the perfect film for fans of Quentin Tarantino, who is a fan of the film himself. Okay, so do you see his makeup, the the red so on his the, face? That's the sad clown. I'm assuming. That's from when he put the iron on his face. Ah, ow. And the um, if I'm if I'm correctly, the white is from acid. So he full committed to the makeup. Yeah, and he went on a rampage. Like, if you are a friend, friend, fan of Quentin Tarantino, you will be a fan of this movie. I mean, it is just, it's as messed up as you can get. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think you might like this one. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, it's got my attention, for sure. Yeah, The Last Circus, it's, it is messed up. It is highly messed up and the ending you'll but, sit here when you okay when the i love tarantino hits, stuff so you will like this then but at the ending you're gonna sit here and you're gonna go what what happened what happened i i was watching a movie about a clown it was the aha moment not the haha moment I'm reading ahead here on some things. Okay. I shouldn't Scary do, or I... die. Scary or die. I have seen this one. This one, this was by far. So scary or die is from 2012. It's an anthology set. It's like, these are Ooh. some of my favorite kind of Halloween movies or the I anthologies. Like, I like anthology stuff. Like the ABCs of death. We really um, want to watch V. Was it VHS? VHS is an anthology. There's yeah. VHS too. There's VHS. There's like four of them or five. Yeah, and then there's like the the retro cut or something like. Mm. So in Scary or Die, um, you know it's it's all by far the scariest one was this one, is a flesh eating clown who is trying to protect someone important to him. Um, a lot happens in these short stories, and what happens to, it's this, it's this black guy. And he gets bit by like this homeless looking clown. And he turns into that. That huh. picture there. It's like a were clown. The were is what it is. They went for like werewolves. And like he started losing his teeth and they became sharp and jagged. And he started peeling his flesh off. He pulled his nose off. And so it became that. 
and his hair became like that fro. That makeup's pretty sweet. It was a great story. And see, like, can you see his um flesh kind of jutting out there? Yeah. Like the bumps. Yeah, it it's actually pretty frightening. He goes after his family. I'm gonna add that because anthology well, they're all interwoven, right? So they kind of all sort of tie to each other. Okay, yeah, there's so, five yeah, stories in it. And I it's like all that. interwoven. I yeah. love anthology stuff for, just for that reason. Yeah. When you start and piecing things together. So you might like that one. I've seen that one. Stitches. I have also seen Stitches. 2012. It's a comedy. Um, a clown who comes back from the dead. He haunts everyone who would help take his life during an incident at a party. Um, Tom is the main character. Daniel Radcliffe was offered the role. He turned it down, and Tommy Knight ended up taking the part. Tom takes... Hypnosil in the film, which is the same medication used in Nightmare on Elm Street. So it's an homage to that. That's cool. So St Stitches is at this party. It's an English, you know, they're all English kids, British. And these kids are little shits at this party, and he's late for it, and he's not funny. And they go down, they're talking to him, these sweet little kids, and then they tie his shoes together. Mm -hmm. And his mom's doing the dishes in there. And they go, clown, you suck, blah, 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 blah. And they start throwing stuff, and they go behind him to trip him. And they go to trip him, and he starts, because his shoes are tied together, his big clown shoes, he's doing this, and he falls forward onto the dishwasher. Where the butcher's knife is sticking out this far, and that's why, as you can see, he only has one eye, because mm. it goes through there. He comes back. Always and put your cutlery and blade down, folks. Oh, 100%. He's going and killing all these kids when he comes back. Um, and he kills them in the most hilarious of ways. Like one kid, he stuffs a um, a bike. Uh, what are they called? Bicycle bike pump. pump. Yeah. Into his mouth and starts blowing it up, like to make a balloon animal out of his head. And it turns into this grotesque thing and his head explodes like his eyes are all big. The fat gay kid is in the pantry just eating the whole time. And um, Stitches ends up, like, scooping his brains out with an ice cream scoop, handing it to him and putting, like, syrup, making a sundae, making him eat it, and then going to check on him. And he's in there just kind of like this, and he, he got blood on him. And they're like, you all right? Like, say his name's Georgie, and he's waving and stuff. They're doing all this stuff. You see Stitches made a puppet out of him, like, hollowed him out, put his hand in back of his, like, head and his body. And the whole thing is, you find out there's a cult of clowns, ancient cult of clowns. And to kill Stitches in any of these clowns, you have to find their egg, which is painted just like their clown mask, and break the egg. This whole underground tomb, which happens to be right across the street from this kid's house. Holy crap. Has all these eggs in there. It's like a catacomb of evil clown eggs. That's terrifying in itself. It's actually a really... Interesting movie. <laughs> it's actually not bad. All Hallows Eve. It's another. Um, this is the kind of the prequel to Terrifier. This is with Art the Clown. Art the Clown is very well known in today's modern cinema for horror. Mm -hmm. um, basically, this is another anthology series. 
And see, I haven't watched these. I need to because those look amazing. How did I miss okay. this one in my? All Hallows Eve is awesome. So she finds um, a babysitter finds an unmarked VHS tape containing different disturbing videos of a homicidal clown. Um, and as she watches it, she begins to realize that the clown's actually stalking her. Like everywhere she goes, she sees Art the clown. Ooh. He's got black makeup. Like he's terrible. He's like a you don't know he's a demon or what he is. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Clown. I've seen this one too. Have you seen this one? Uh, no, I haven't seen this one. 2014. I don't think there's anything. There's a couple left on here that I've seen. Terrifying film built on a short film by the same name. It's about a father who founds a clown suit for his birthday party. Son's birthday party. However, once he puts it on, he realizes that it's cursed. Um, so the clown that was supposed to come canceled. Mm-hmm. He finds this old clown halloween costume like clown costume in the attic puts it on and then all sorts of weird stuff starts to happen because he goes to take it off and he can't take it off and he's pulling and pulling and he looks at where like where the little frills are and there's no scene he has become the clown it gets worse that's when his nose pulls off his eyes start changing color like his teeth start falling out, his hair starts turning all these different colors. He goes to find this guy who warned him not to put on the clown suit, family friend. Mm-hmm. It goes into this whole back history of how the clown is an ancient demon. That suit is actually the demon's skin. Oh, and Eli the clown Roth likes was to tied to this. Yeah, yeah, and the clown likes to eat children. He has to eat so many kids. Um, before he goes dormant again and goes back to sleep, and you, before you've we heard this off. before, we've heard it on lots of stuff. Sounds but so familiar. One of the most scariest scenes in there is when they're like at a Chuck E. Cheese, and he, all these kids are in this ball pit, and the little his son's in there with all you know the little playground, mm-hmm. and the ball Ooh. pit turns into a blood pit. You, yeah. Nothing worse than bloody balls at Chuck E. Cheese. No. 31, why don't you talk about this one? I actually haven't seen this one. Uh, well, I haven't either. It, it's, it's on my list as well. So it's uh, another Rob Zombie one. And I'm disappointed myself for not watching this because I've watched almost all of Rob Zombie stuff. I've read all about this one, though. Uh, it's supposed to be his most brutal film ever made about a group of carnival workers that were held hostage and forced to participate in a game against sadistic clowns. Malcolm uh, McDowell's in it. Yeah, he crowdfunded this film. It took him 20 days to shoot, but it was re-edited twice because it originally had an NC-17 rating, kind of like how House of a Thousand Corpses did. So, yeah, that's also one I need to watch. Um, there's a couple of his movies that I still haven't got to yet, but I love all of his stuff that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So, all of the clowns in this movie, like, they're escaped, basically, um, uh, psychotic psycho in the psycho ward in the psychological ward um each of them of course sherry moon zombie his wife is in it each of the clowns in there has the last name of head so richard brake is doomhead we know richard brake from almost all of rob zombie's movies he was um in House of a Thousand Corpses, he was... Who was he in House of a Thousand Corpses? Um, the, the dad. What was his name? Oh, Kyle will tell us here in a minute. 
let's see, thousand. If I can find it, he's been in a lot of his shit. We'll put it that way. Um, he's from Germany. I don't know. He's German. Or no, Welsh. Uh, but he's been in a lot of stuff. So um, um, he was he was the doomhead in thirty one. Yep, there was um, sick head, psycho head, schizo head, sex head. Sex head is played by E. G. Daly. Do you know what else we know E. G. Daly from? Uh, I do not. Does the name Tommy Pickles ring a bell? Oh, really? She's the voice of Tommy Pickles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see her face now because I've seen like interviews. She's sixty-one. With her. She's really good looking for being that old. Um, but yeah, she was Tommy Pickles and Stu Pickles and a lot of other people in there. She was in Camp Candy. Um, she was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. I didn't know that. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Duckman. She was Mambo, one of the twins. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> She does all sorts of voices. Oh, um, Buttercup in Powerpuff Girls. Oh, oh yeah. Now you can hear her voice, can't you? I heard her voice when you said you were talking about uh, Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Uh, there's Deathhead. Ginger Lynn is Cherry Bomb. Mm, if you don't know who Ginger Lynn is, look her up. I'm on it. Very famous. Or 80s, 90s, I think more 90s for a certain type of work. Oh, okay, there we go. That's in the algorithm now. Uh huh. You're welcome. Uh, and then they just die in like really gruesome ways. Like it's super brutal. Next up is Terrifier, the movie about literally, it's only about Art the Clown. He stalks two women on Halloween. Um, and like he just keeps showing up wherever they are, and he's doing stuff like at this diner that they're at, and he starts killing people and basically eating them. I don't remember he eats them. I'm pretty sure he does, but you know you can safe to assume that he is a some sort of demon. And they've got a sequel. This is looking to see if the sequel's been released yet or not. I don't know if it's been out or not. It's on IMDb. Um, it's got a rating, so it's been out. Oh, maybe it has then. Yeah, Terrifier 2. Looks like they but changed yeah. the makeup up a little bit. No, they didn't. no they didn't. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Uh, it was just by the angle. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see yeah. when it was released, but it's, it's Terrifi- out. So I can find it. So, Terrifier? Is on Voodoo for free with ads. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty freaky. I to watch that. I like the makeup on there. Like it is spooky, but I like it. Okay, talk about the next two because it's the same film. So we got uh, it and it chapter two, 2017, 2019, the the remake of the original um it movies, and this is where we get Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. <laughs> And so, same story, same premise, all that and stuff. You just get a totally different visual, okay? So when you think of the, you know, the original it, you think of the, it's a made for the original is like a made for TV it almost, and this was not. This is terrifying. Um, 
you get a more disheveled looking Pennywise, a more demonic looking, you know, not really a demon, whatever it was the, it was a demon, but. He's a de- he's one of two like primal forces because the other one was the turtle. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, there's a whole thing about that. Did that come out in that was it the Dark Tower series where that all kind of came to head? I don't remember. But uh I think yeah. the turtle was in there. And so you've got a whole different look. You've get it's more modern, it's a lot grittier for one. And I just can't make a, a call of which one I like better. Honestly, the nostalgia of the first one still gets to me. You know, in the first one, I think I told you, I, might, I think I've talked about it last episode where I didn't watch the second half for like 15, 16 years because the first half just scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. And so, and we'll talk some more about uh, Pennywise on down the way a little bit here. But just a great movie. I loved it. Oh, uh, that was one and two. Mm-hmm. Next up was Clown Doll. I haven't seen this one. Mm-mm. Same. It just seems like it scare the crap out of me. If you like scary doll movies, Clown Doll is for you. Perfect hybrid of evil doll and evil clown. It's also a serial killer doll. So now, so you know, there you have it. There <laughs> That's you all yeah. it says. <laughs> Next is Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. I didn't even think about this one. Uh, okay, so, I mean, there was so much about that movie. Yeah. We could do a whole thing on just that movie itself. Um, it was like, it was almost like the Fight Club of DC movies. Yeah, I could see that. You know, it. So many things left completely ambiguous, like up for interpretation of what happened. But, um, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix did a good job. That's one of my favorite Jokers. There was such a such a cool flick, and um, what to say here? Uh, it was very depressing. Like it wasn't it doesn't really fit into that whole horror narrative, but it is very psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, Joker. Next, Wrinkles the Clown. Wrinkles is um, this is actually a document, more of a documentary. Um, it is a documentary of Mehab. Where is it? Um, entertaining docudrama about a local scary Flor- Floridian clown who cleverly and cunningly drove the internet media and public insane with intrigue and self induced paranoia. That all the shit you saw from 2019 about those weird clowns out in there mm-hmm. that was this guy. Oh, okay. Yep. I'll watch this. Um, he was hired by parents to crank and to crank to prank and correct disobedient problematic children. So he found his little niche. Oh, a hundred percent. This guy's messed in the head. It's like clown boot camp. Okay. Okay. Um, next up. Mo- uh, there's more in this list I haven't seen. The Clown Murders from 76. Um, group of men who kidnap an old girlfriend on Halloween as a prank. A real clown ends up stalking them, seeking revenge. What the hell? Hmm. Funland 87, clown mascot who gets revenge over losing his job at the amusement park. It was filmed at Six Flags in Atlanta. Not going to that one. 
Carnival Souls, which is actually a they've done a remake of this one too. I said that sounds really familiar. Yeah, they've done a remake in the 2000s of it. Young girl who witnesses a clown rape and murder her mother. As an adult, the carnival comes back to town and gives her nightmares. The Clown at Midnight is about a group of teenagers who are stalked by a clown while refurbishing an opera house. I haven't seen that one. Killjoy, I have seen all these. Three children who encounter an evil clown. I'm aware of Killjoy. I just haven't seen them. So that is by Full Moon Entertainment. Um, the same company that did Dollman, Demonic Toys, and Puppet Master. Okay. So it's in that, and they're all in the same universe. Um, we all scream for ice cream. Group of children who prank their ice cream driver and accidentally murder him. Hmm. What? It's the clown. As adults, the man comes back as a bloodthirsty spirit. A hundred really? tears. Lonely circus performers searching for revenge. Haven't seen that one. Secrets of the Clown. It's about a man who lost his best friend to a brutal murder and is haunted by disturbing presence. Zombieland. We've both seen Zombieland. I wonder why that's got, like, there's like one scene with a clown zombie. I guess that's why I made the list. Yep, that's why. Killer Clown, part of the Killjoy entries. But, yeah. The House That October Built. I have seen this one. I've Five started friends. watching this one before, and I never did get to finish it. it. Stalked by a group of disturbed individuals while searching for a haunted house attraction. It's found. It's It came out during that big found footage craze. Yeah. And so these people are going to, they're looking in October for a haunted house. And you never see them again. Mm. Um, it was pretty good. Clown Town. I've seen this one. It was on Netflix. Group of friends who are stranded in a small town. They end up being stalked by psychopaths dressed as clowns. Welcome to Clown Town, bitches. Clown Town. Yuck, yuck. I'm going to take you to Clown Town. <laughs> guy Fieri comes out. The clown. Oh, wrong town. Took a wrong turn, Guy. Yeah, this isn't Flavor Town. Town. I ended up in Clown Town. This is terrible. Uh, Clowntergeist is about a college student has to face out about a possessed clown who wants to kill her. Clown ghosts? Watch yep. out, clown ghosts is the little tech. Okay. We kind of yeah. got, we were, we were scraping the bottom there a little bit towards. <laughs> yep. A lot of them. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all of them. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys think of any, let us know that we've missed because I'm sure there is. There's got to be a lot. It's been um, just road to death, but there's still some good ones. Oh, yeah. Well, and then we've already kind of gone over the string of spooky clowns, mm -hmm. like spinning media, real life. You know, you'd have the copycats who were going out all over the country doing the clown masks at night. Yeah. Screw you all. Um, we're going to skip that one. And then um, Pennywise. So Pennywise. What's particularly frightening about Pennywise? Like, there's we're gonna what we're gonna do to wrap this whole thing up. We got three good clowns we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Pennywise. We're gonna talk about Twisty the Clown from American Horror Story, and then we're gonna go back over to Captain Spaulding, which I think kind of encompasses a good um, rounding of clowns from horror movies. But there's something particularly frightening about Pennywise. Um, I think some of it comes from like mine and Chris's generation of people, uh, you know, us '80s born kids that probably watched that movie way too early, the original one. Um, this may be in like our introduction to, and what made us scared of clowns in the first place was the first one. And so, what is it that's particularly frightening about him? 
And I think that goes back to our childhood, like where we still liked clowns. We were not feared. We didn't, we didn't have a fear of them. And we saw this movie with, Oh, there's a cool little clown. Right. Uh, but no, like you have this whole murderous clown thing and Pennywise is like a reoccurring character in Stephen King lore and, and the whole Stephen King verse or whatever you want to call it. Uh, a lot of his, or a majority of his books are all interconnected in some shape or form, um, existing in the same universe. But we hit on it a little bit earlier of Tim Curry versus Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. And what makes one stand out from the other? I'm still in the camp that the Tim Curry, the whimsical, more whimsical looking Pennywise, the terror that came from that, the fear that came from that is he was presented as your normal everyday circus slash birthday clown for a while throughout the film. And you got little glimpses of the horror until, you know, it, it slowly built and built and built and built and built until you're like, holy crap, this is terrifying. Um, Curry nailed it. Um, like Chris said, his commitment to the role to the point where he was freaking out his other cast members where they didn't want to interact with him at all because he was scary. Um, just kind of, I think, lends to that style of Pennywise and why that Pennywise was so scary. And then we jump to the more modern um, it with Bill Skarsgård. Now we said, you know, this is a grittier, um, more modern, modernly filmed it. Uh, higher production value for sure. I agree. But I think I think the 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 spookiness, the the fear that comes from Skarsgård's Pennywise is partially on like we already know what he is. Um, I think with the first it it was a lot. It was new. A lot of people hadn't read the book. They weren't aware with what it was. Just like oh, killer clown movie, and the way it was presented. But by the time the the reboot came out. Like everybody knows, you know, you know who Pennywise is, whether if you read the books or if you even didn't even watch the movie, you're just aware. And so that may have lent them to kind of be able to get away from that. The Tim Curry Pennywise, where he seemed as your normal birthday circus clown and then just slowly evolved into, you know, the terror that he was to Skarsgård. You could kind of hate He could have that Pennywise being creepy from the get go. Because we already knew. And uh, and Skarsgård was just a, it was a different take. Like he, that Pennywise was more like manipulative, I think, like emotionally manipulative, like making you feel sad for him, sorry for him, and like how he interacted with the kids and different things. Um, But God, the changes whenever he converted into his more killer demonic form or whatever was just so dramatic. Um, I mean, the special effects were better. The makeup was better. And it's, it's still hard for me to decide which one creeps me out more. The memory of Curry's Pennywise is frightening. Now you go back and you rewatch it and there's some cheesy moments, um, just because it was filmed in 90, 1990. So it's not going to be as, as top class. Right. But this, it's just hard for me to, to pick a favorite or maybe not even necessarily a favorite, just which one messed with me more. I think what else freaks people out about the new one though, is that's Skarsgård's face. Yes. That's that smile. That's him. That's not makeup. Mm -hmm. It's not special effects. That makes it that much more unsettling. 
is and practical. Like, I thought his eyes actually kind of do go both ways. Two different yeah. directions. Oh, all the eye tricks he did. Oh, yes. Because that's, yeah, I thought that was just the movie. Nope. Uh, he can do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. And so, so it's just freaky. Let's let's talk about Pennywise just in the whole Stephen King universe for a moment anyway. And so, like we know, it's like it's pretty common knowledge. Like uh, most of his books are all interconnected in some shape or form, either loosely mm-hmm. or directly. And uh, all... Castle Rock is what ties them all together, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I thought Dark Tower tied it all together. Maybe not. I don't no, know. I, I mean, this, the town of Castle Rock. I thought it was a Castle Rock or is it Derry that ties it's it? Castle Rock. Maybe it is Castle Rock. But it's just this whole universe. And so there's other appearances of Pennywise in Tommy Knockers in 87. Uh, the main character, Tommy Jacklin, made a supply run to Derry during during the, the story. And while in town, he supposedly saw a clown with shiny silver dollars for eyes looking at him from the sewer drains. So that that's the only like proper appearance that what they say to them when you actually like somebody actually saw Pennywise in the books. Um, but they also say, you know, it could be a hallucination. Mm-hmm. Um, other books that either feature or were set in Derry, which is the town that it took place in. Uh, Insomnia, Dreamcatcher, and eleven twenty three sixty three. And so in eleven twenty three sixty three, the main character Jake uh, traveled back in time to Derry in fifty eight, where he met a young Beverly March and Richie Tozier. Um, interaction took place after the Losers Club first encounter with Pennywise. Jake even overheard them mention the clown, but didn't know what they meant. So that he was mentioned there. Um, in Elevation in 2018, one of his uh, shorter stories, one of his novellas, um, set in the fictional town of Castle Rock, but there was one reference to Derry. Um, at one point, the narrator described the changing of the seasons in the main town and excitement for Halloween. He mentioned that the local high school would be holding their annual Halloween dance where the local band Big Top was playing. But for that particular event, the band changed their name from Big Top to Pennywise and the Clowns. That's just frightening. Yep. So it's cool how all that kind of... I like those little nods like that. That's just frightening, though. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now American Horror Story. American Horror Story Freak Show. Did you watch this one? I did. I did. I did, too. This one took I me... I really in- enjoyed it because you have... So they actually hired people with disabilities or mm-hmm. not even disabilities who'd be considered freaks like the dude with um the little hands the english actor with yeah. the tattoos he was there um the little the small lady she's yeah. actually the smallest lady in the world yeah um oh what's her name eve whatever eve was actually a trans actor mm-hmm. the one who played the man half man half woman yep no, Amazon Eve. Amazon the Eve. The tall one. Yeah, the strong woman. Um, and then you had, and that was the one with, what was his name? Not Darling. Dandy. 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 Which he yeah. was a dandy. Dandy Mott. Um, you had Twisty the Clown, bloodthirsty kidnapper and serial killer, but due to his mental illness, was unaware that his actions were wrong. His motivation was to save children from mean, chore-giving parents. And he wore that mask that was just frightening. What, do you remember why he wore the mask? Because uh, didn't like he have no lips or like gas 
So Casco. he got no, he got um so he w- originally was a, a clown um traveling performance and two of the um um not the producers but the promoters or whatever they were for the the act uh framed him and made him appear to be a child molester and which he was not he was he was mentally disabled they played off of that to try you know and so he tried to kill himself by shooting himself in the face with a shotgun and failed and blew half of his jaw off and so that's, his, that's why when he would take his mask off it was all like oh he didn't have a jaw so he had the prosthetic uh, mask on what's interesting about twisty um so twisty didn't actually really get given that name until like one of the later seasons um but he uh he wasn't he was a bad guy but he was he really was not a bad guy right not bad guy and he wasn't the bad guy so we should have known like whenever the promos and stuff for this season this season came out and they were showing freak show and like oh we're gonna have creepy clowns and all this stuff like american horror story is really good about doing a twist especially halfway through that the clown wasn't going to be the main bad guy mm-hmm. and he wasn't and he was just extremely extremely mentally confused um it was dandy it was dandy was yeah dandy was a psychopath so twisty did not was not aware that he was causing harm of the things that he was doing he was legitimately in his mind trying to help people and ended up killing them off dandy was totally aware and was just a straight up psychopath um and so that and he has such a cool visual too though like you said that that mask and stuff and i think dandy kind of took on the role at one point if i remember right mm-hmm. um and so, yeah, Twisty the Clown was visually a really cool-looking character. I mean, you end up kind of feeling bad for him towards the end once you actually realize the story and what was going on, that he had no clue that he was actually doing bad. Oh, God. That season freaked me out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't scary. Not really, it just, no. It was just a psychological thing. Yeah, so wasn't it that opening scene where he murdered the guy and drugged the girl off? He was actually trying to uh, save her, save her, and he was looking for someone to help babysit the children if he helped capture or if he pulled them away from their parents. Yep, he was supposed to be a babysitter. Yep, he. Uh, yeah, it was deliciously messed up. Mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses, Captain Spaulding. You talk about this one because you love him so much, which yep. you kind of have already. We have some, and we'll go back to a little bit more. So, uh, portrayed by Sid Haig, who, um, you know, rest in peace when he died, like it was in 2019, I think. Yeah, uh, in the middle of COVID, wasn't it? I think so. He had other health problems, if I remember correctly. He was sick for a long He was old, though, too. Oh, yeah. He was way on up there. But he, uh, I mean, he's been in, he's been in movies forever. Like, his very first theatrical appearance was, like, in The Untouchables in, in 1969. Um, he was, he was in a recent mystery science theater that I just watched from Which the new season. That? Which one was that? Um, it was something Atlantis. Uh, I bet I can find I'll out. tell you here. In a I'm second. looking at his list of movies. I mean, he was in Gunsmoke. He was in, um, Laredo. He was in the original Batman series back in the sixties. He was in get smart, uh, for several episodes. Um, the old mission impossible. He was in uh, Diamonds Are Forever. He was, let me see, one of his bigger roles. He was in Shaft in 74 as a bodyguard. 
He was in the Six Million Dollar Man, so there's like this kind of theme of the type of movies that he was in for a long time. Beyond Atlantis in 73. Beyond Atlantis. Did I skip over that one? Oh, there it is. Yeah, he was East Eddie in Beyond Atlantis. Uh, What else was he in that would have some significance here? Uh, He was in Dukes of Hazzard for one episode, TJ Hooker. Um, Just like a very accomplished actor. Not a whole lot of big parts. Um. See, he was in, got a part in, he was in Jackie Brown. He was in some of zombie, Rob Zombie's movies in, in The House of a Thousand Corpses and Kill Bill. Um, just, he was in Halloween too. Forgot about that in 2007 Halloween. And so just a really cool actor, very visually cool, awesome, awesome, awesome voice. Uh, oh, he's in Bone Tomahawk too. I, that's where I saw him last, the last movie I watched. I forgot. Oh. God, that is one of the most brutal scenes ever, too. Uh-huh. And he's still in a, there's still a couple of movies that came out later that um, he did some little bit parts in. Three from Hell was his last uh, Captain Spaulding thing, and that got cut down because of his health. Um, but the uh, one of the things I'd, I really remember, because I remember watching this movie in college, and I had the DVD of it, that the 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 main screen, the main menu screen for the, the movie had, you know, play pot or play chapter selection, all that. And if you kind of moved around a little bit, there was a, it was the, um, the gas station that, uh, Captain Spaulding ran the museum of monsters and madmen. They try to lure people into, oh, it, was yeah. the, it, it was the front desk and there was a little bell there and you can move over and you click <clears> on <throat> it and it would ring the bell. And if you did it like a couple of times, the whole menu stopped. It was still the scene. So Captain Spaulding came out. And would just start like berating the viewer, I'm like, "Why are you doing just sitting there? Why are you all muting out and just like making fun and like eating a donut?" He would flip off the camera and, and he did this whole monologue. And what was cool, like, there's a big chunk of it that was probably like two, two or three minutes that was all one shot of him just doing this berating monologue and him staying in character without. I don't know how he did it. Um, no camera cuts or anything, so it was that was pretty cool. Uh, but. Captain Spaulding, the character, ran the Museum of Monsters and Madmen. I remember it was like fried chicken and diesel was the sign. And he had like the haunted ride of terror that was all these serial killers and stuff. But he was um, dressed as, he had the typical clown makeup, but he had facial hair too. So you could tell he was kind of like a lazy clown. Like mm-hmm. I'm just do- doing that for the part. The whole premise of that movie was the Firefly firefly family and um how they were murderous it was a very like a big homage to texas chainsaw massacre a little bit of the hills have eyes like these movies rob zombie did a lot of uh paying homage to movies that he grew up loving or that he loved you know those really some of the really cheesy horror flicks um but then you found out that, like there was the killer family which was the firefly family but spalding was actually like the head of the family like he ran everything and which so messed up yeah which led into the whole trilogy of the the saga of the firefly firefly family so it's such a just a really cool movie and if you guys haven't watched those i highly highly recommend them he's just a, an amazing character um yeah so what do you guys think mm-hmm. let us know because uh there's so many clowns so many clowns that i'm actually kind of freaking myself out thinking of going over all these again i'm fine i made it 
I made it through just fine. You're going to have a nightmare tonight. I am. I am. So with that, this has been Every Man's Guide to Nerddom. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle. Wherever you guys are, please have a good evening, night, morning, whatever time it is. Have a safe and happy Halloween. And please be spooky to each other. Stay fresh, cheese bags. See ya. Rise up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore, rise up. It could get elevated. Nerdcore used to be just a made up word.